0: You're listening to the Counting Lights podcast with with and Dan Danzi. Counting Lights podcast where comedy and wrestling lock up. We're back with the Counting Lights podcast. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Dan? Damn! So we took another week off, guys. Sorry,
1: I was in Joplin, Missouri.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can beat that. I was in San Angelo, Texas.
1: Uh, I think I win. Joplin, Missouri is uh, a little bit more ways away. Well, yeah, but I've to, been in uh, San Angelo. though.
0: I meant uh, enjoyable experiences. If we're gonna um, things to do. I mean, at least what you you guys went and gambled, didn't you? I,
1: yeah, there was like a, a casino called the Downstream Casino. It's on the border of Arkansas, uh, fucking Oklahoma, and Missouri. So, so like the,
0: when we, s- s- Southeast Missouri, the, basically. The, the, G-
1: the GPS was just, like, fucked. As soon as we <laughs> pulled into the casino parking lot, it was just like, like, uh, you are now in Oklahoma, Missouri. <laughs> like,
0: we don't know where the fuck you are.
1: Just stumbling. But it was fun. Um, we went to uh, visit with Misty's family. It was the first time Misty's family had all been together in 20 years. So I feel like the odd man out. Mm. I was just like, oh, yeah, they ba- barely know me. But they right. they love me and trust me. And they surprised me. They they all bought tickets uh, to see me at Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City oh, cool. on the 27th. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: Which, by the way, if you're in Oklahoma City, check me out. Bricktown Comedy Club at Roastamania. I will not be roasting. I'll just be performing. Uh, 27th tickets at Bricktown comedyclub.com
0: I want to say that's the website well if you're promoting that one man you might as well promote the rest of the shows go ahead
1: yeah and next week we're gonna have uh we're gonna try to have Miles Francis on uh because all three of us are gonna be doing the comedy arena July 2nd and 3rd July 4th weekend there's not a better way to celebrate the birthday of America by going (laughs) to see uh us I tried to sell that. (laughs)
0: Listen, (laughs) honestly, God, if you're in North Texas, uh, especially if you're, uh, you know, like far North Dallas, if you haven't come and seen uh, us perform, uh, we'll be doing Stand Up at the Comedy Arena on the 2nd and 3rd of July.
1: There's nothing like celebrating America's birthday with with a Jew. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And a German. And a German, and whatever Miles is,
0: we're not really sure what Miles is. A cartoon character. Miles uh,
1: actually came from Springfield in The Simpsons. Right. He just morphed into a live action person. Yeah,
0: he's actually technically his, uh, his skin color is yellow. Yeah,
1: it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, thing about Joplin, Missouri, though, um, I guess it was like a fun place. I, I'd live there because there's there's a casino. There's something sure. to do. I have never seen, you know, like when, now that COVID's dived down, we've seen a lot. I mean, I never really even saw a lot, but you heard a lot of, uh, about fast food workers not returning and people in retail, but quote, people don't want to work, all that crap. I've never seen it more prevalent in Joplin, Missouri. Well,
0: we, yeah, I, that's funny because did we- Did you see we, the same,
1: same thing in so, San Angelo?
0: Well, no, but we dealt with it here in Dallas uh, the weekend before, uh, so- uh Uh, it was a Saturday night and Mm -hmm. we were like, we have a local in Lake Highlands where I live here in Dallas. Uh, we have a local, uh, um, kind of sports bar. Okay. And, uh, we're, we've been regular since they opened when they originally opened, they were the go for it sports bar Mm -hmm. and, and we knew the owners and, and like, like, you know, I walk in, I'm a bar guy. Like I sit at the bar. Yeah. I don't care if it's me and Bridget and the kid and we all, you know, since he was six years old, he's been bellying up to this bar. Mm. So we went in, sat down and we were going to order a bunch of stuff to go. And it took us 25 minutes. They Now they served my beer quick. They saw me come in. Yeah. And they knew what I drank and they saw like me. You're like Norm. You're like the Norm from right. Cheers of This Place. And then it took, and it was like, hey, can we get some chips and salsa? The kid's hungry, right? So we'll chips and salsa. And while we're waiting on our food, we'll sit there and I'll have a couple beers and we'll eat some chips and salsa. It took 25 minutes to get chips and salsa. Oh, Jesus. And that's not
1: even, a, that's not even, like, I was a waiter. Chips and salsa
0: was just like the first exactly. five minutes. So you, mm. uh, so we went in and, uh, now it's called the uh, what was it called Enzo um, Enzo, which is a they've got a couple
1: you know I've heard of bars. that yeah, yeah a yeah, couple yeah.
0: sports bars here in the Metroplex. And so um, so and the bartender was a regular bartender. He's been there for quite a while, mm-hmm. but he was taking care of him and one other person was taking of care of the whole place. yeah. And so we sit there, we have, I have a couple beers, they, they, we eat our chips and salsa. It's, we've been sitting there 40 minutes when they come to try and take our order for, go, for to-go order.
1: Were they just understaffed? They're just
0: completely and totally understaffed. Because and I told are. him, I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Just go ahead and close us out. We're going to go somewhere else. Ugh. Because, That's like, and I'm not, you know, and it's like, I was honest with him. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, like, I'm not holding against you. I know. I see you taking care of this whole place. I go, but, like, if I need to talk to, like, a general manager or something, I'll let them know the situation. I'll be happy to. You know, I'm not trying to be a Karen, but, mm-hmm. like, this is my local, this is a place I'm going to go to have a couple beers and a hamburger. Yeah. So, I told him, I was like, hey, man, I'll, I'll talk to your manager and let him know how, you know, horribly staffed you are. And uh, he was like, I-, I don't know what, like, I'm sorry. It's the first, like, the first chance I've come to s- stand here and take your order. Yeah. And I was like, I, "Like, we, I can't. Like, we can't wait an hour and a half for mm-hmm. some wings Got shit to, do. to take. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, come on, man, let's go. So we pay out, not tipping well. Like, it's not his fault, you know? Like, he charges for the beer and the chips, and like, but I tip him way over tipping, still let him know it's not his fault. Yeah. Know? We go somewhere else, exact same thing. Mm.
1: See, I've never noticed it in Dallas because to me, it's just not something. That's happening enough in front of me to where I can just be like, "Oh, it's the COVID thing. It's people right. not returning to work because they're getting more in unemployment than they do working this job." Right. But you go to Joplin. We were staying on one of the the major streets, so everything was walking distance. Misty had to get Starbucks, of course. And as we're walking there, I'm passing by Verizon. I'm passing by this restaurant, that restaurant. Now hiring. Now hiring. Now hiring going to Starbucks, and anybody that, that is frequent Starbucks, you know how many people work at a Starbucks between noon and three. That is like pink, lunchtime, sure. everybody getting coffee. So we walk into this Starbucks where it should be packed. It's not packed. The drive-thru is packed. And everybody who's been to a Starbucks, those between 12 and 3, there are about 6, 7 motherfuckers in there. People making, are trying to stay waking around, around. Exactly, making mochas and shit. Three people and a stressed out manager jesus and uh you know uh there was there was also this thing so my my nieces my newly acquired nieces from marriage
0: first time meeting them
1: no second second time um they're really really smart these kids were Or my brother-in-law is in the military and he was stationed in japan when they were young so they were like Raised in Japan a little bit. And yeah, I always, so
0: they're, they're kind of worldly young yeah,
1: people. You know? I, always, I have this theory that if you were a kid and you were raised in another country or just like a, a number of other you have a, a better knowledge of the world.
0: Yeah, I think you're a, a, kind of ahead of the game with mm-hmm. people that just have been raised in the United States and have no idea how the, the rest of the world works. And
1: these kids are, you know, uh, uh, their names are, are Lexi and Mac. Uh, they are really, really smart. Uh, Lexi's actually one of the top. Young soccer players in Texas and shit. Oh, wow, cool! But they haven't been vaccinated because they're kids, and most uh, sure. laws going around kids younger than 16 can't get vaccinated. So they're like 12 and 14. I might be getting their ages wrong, um, but I know they're not over 16. So we're walking in the Joplin Mall, which was it was a mall. Uh, it had a really cool arcade, Tilt Studio, huge arcade, whatever. We go into like one of those sports memorabilia shops. Yeah. You know, you Autographs want a you want a Joe Montana right. autograph, there it is. Well, we walk in there and the guy who owns the place just takes time out of all these customers that he has. Hey, you don't you don't have to wear a mask, just letting you know that's optional. And he just like you could tell it's like, oh, this is a fucking anti mask person.
0: And As he's, he's coughing in your face.
1: He's so fucking ignorant to walk up to teenagers who, by the way, cannot get vaccinated. Telling them that the mask is optional. No, the mask is only optional to vaccinated people. You just oh, well, small problem towns. With
0: that. I mean, you know, it's a God, same that was, thing here in Texas with small towns. I mean,
1: well, and but that was the only thing that was just like, really, guy. Like that was the only thing that irritated me.
0: Other than that, pleasant trip. Well, it's you know, it it uh, gives you an idea of what it's like living in a large city and, mm-hmm. and living in a smaller town. I mean. It's, yeah, it's a different attitude, you know?
1: And I will tell you, if you aren't vaccinated, do not go to a fucking casino, because casinos are back 100%, cigarette smoke in the no air, shit. tears, all that shit. That, it just, but it was fun. We went to the casino, and what I hate about going to the casino is when you're like 30 minutes into your casino trip, <laughs> and you're already up 400 bucks. right. Cause you can't just leave. Right. You've only been there for 30 right. minutes. So it's just like, I have to stay and gamble on more machines. And Misty and I just lost all the money we made. It was like three in the morning. We were the last ones in the family standing. Jesus. And we were like, well, we didn't make any money, but we didn't lose any. Yeah. So we just, we left defeated. It's well, Las Vegas for you. It's not even Vegas. I know, I know. It's Joplin, Missouri. At what least, was the casino? What was the name of the casino? A right downstream right? casino. Oh, it was nice. It was two huge buildings and then like the slot machine building. One thing I noticed about Choctaw though, like driving, if you go past Oklahoma, Choctaw has these little casinos set up on the highway. Uh-huh. Where, uh, you can't even believe they're casinos. There's like a tra- it's always like a travel plaza that has slot machines in it, and then they have this tiny little building that right. you can confuse for a fucking daycare. Sure. Like that's how tiny it is. That's the casino, and it's just a little casino for some little town that's between Oklahoma City and Joplin, Missouri. Yeah,
0: property owned by the Native Americans. Uh, probably it is. Definitely
1: is. Uh, I I don't I don't have any confirmation on that, <laughs> but definitely. yeah, guarantee you. But the, the drive in itself was kind of a bitch because you get on this highway and then you have to pass through every small town, which means you got to go 45 would you, miles. Would, an would,
0: hour. Uh, you guys took 75 up, 69? 75
1: to 69. Yeah, yeah. All the way up. Yeah, um, you got to
0: stop in those small towns, man. You go through Tulsa?
1: Uh, yeah, we went yeah, through Tulsa. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting place. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, one thing that was funny, kind of like a small world type of thing, is I was in Joplin's version of a movie show trading company, I forgot what they called it, but I saw a flyer for a wrestling event and there's Miranda Gordy and Moonshine oh, Mantel. Right, because <laughs> they live in
0: Missouri now.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and I wish we had, would have had time to go uh, check it out and go say hi, but, uh, you know, casino trip, family, sure. all that good stuff. But it was it was a nice little trip. Uh, if anybody has Joplin, Missouri, if you have to go there, I wouldn't look down on it. It's a nice little fun cool. Little fun town, just don't talk to the people when you're fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're fine. Jesus I'm Christ. sorry, the owner of that sports, and maybe it's because it was my nieces, <laughs> but when you're accosting teenagers about wearing a fucking mask oh, that's great. instead of selling your LeBron James posters or some shit, it's like you don't you have anything more to like because I don't know. I don't know. If you don't have the Tom Brady rookie card, you shouldn't be opening up a sports memorabilia shop. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well. But uh, how was your trip in San Angelo? What were y'all doing? So, you and
0: Kit-, uh, Kit and I uh, headed out to San Angelo for, uh, um, it was our national meeting for our motorcycle club. Oh, okay. So, every, all the chapters, uh, we have a chapter in San Angelo and... Uh, and San Angelo is actually a pretty good sized town. I'm yeah, so no, it is. Yeah. It's a military uh, town. Yeah, and it's uh, you know I kind of equate it to kind of the size of Tyler. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. it's You know, maybe not as busy, but they have a really couple really nice areas. Uh, we weren't in them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we uh, stayed at the inn of the Concho. The Concho River is yeah. right there in San Angelo. So, um, yeah, we had to. Uh, like beat the crackheads away, <laughs> but the rooms were real Sounds nice. Sounds
1: <laughs> fun. Even the crackheads were wearing masks. I imagine. So, no,
0: no, they weren't. No, no one nobody in, San, in Angelo. San Angelo was wearing a Richard
1: mask. Richard Estrada's from San Angelo. <laughs> yes. So if you ever need a reference of like, oh, I wonder what San Angelo's going to be like. Hang out with Richard Estrada for a day, and then uh-huh. you'll know. Bro, they used to do uh, uh, Yoder Funny Business. Used to book me. This one nighter in San Angelo, uh, it was it was this venue called Woofers and Tweeters, and uh, weird name, but it was a great comedy room. But it was a wild fucking place because after the comedy show, yeah, it's a
0: Wild West out there, bro.
1: Bro, after the comedy show, everybody would just get fucked up. And the last show I did there was me, Justin Thompson, and Matt Go Lightly, and we we it was an amazing show, amazing time. And, you know, we're all drinking after the show. Everything's, you know, fine. And then uh, we're driving back home, whatever. A week passes. Justin calls me. And I'm like, what's up? They shut down Wolfers and Tweeters. I was like, what would we do? That was my first... that was
0: Because this is days course, after... Did because, we do something? Yeah, because comics think the world revolves around them.
1: And uh, Justin was like, well, they, they were selling alcohol to underage people. Surprise, surprise. And guys. I was like... Did we do that? Did we buy? <laughs> did we buy? Tra- no, it wasn't us. They were just there were members because so, it's a military town, and and people from in I guess boot camp whatever they have over sure. there come to woofers and tweeters Yeah, raise hell. A couple of them are under twenty one. Yep, and that's what shut it down. But yeah, that one, that's a San Angelo is a wild fucking yeah. It can
0: place. be a, can be a bit of a wild place and a uh, great place to have a. Uh, Chapter for a motorcycle club, by the I way. I would
1: say so. <laughs> yeah. You so, don't want to raise too much hell in San Angelo because, like, that is military town. So, like, if anything goes nuts, you have the fucking military well, there. We're, we're
0: really lucky because uh, the, uh, the uh, chapter out there has got an unbelievably uh, good reputation of being, uh, you know, respectful to the community mm. and taking care of what they need to take care of and raising money for. Uh, charities and, and things of that nature uh, they got a beautiful clubhouse out there uh kit and i uh, sat on the same two bar stools all weekend at the clubhouse and and uh, everybody was really nice came over and paid respects and was great to see all the brothers uh, on a on a kind of somber note Uh-oh. uh the um, um the uh, prospect who was uh behind the bar and took care of us all weekend uh, we found out uh was in an accident on Friday and and we lost him. Oh uh, shit, yeah, dude. So, yeah, so um, a car accident. Yeah, oh. no, a motorcycle. He was on his motorcycle. Somebody, oh. you know, we're assuming somebody hit him. So we don't know all the details, but uh, you know, it's part of the lifestyle. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it's sad when that happens, and so um, um, that's. Uh, some people have asked me. Up, you know, I changed my uh, profile on Facebook to black. And that's just something that we do.
1: Oh, see, I was wondering what you did. I was like. Yeah, that's
0: just something that we do to kind of, uh, you know, it's it's our way of paying respect to the, you know, brothers in the club and just saying, hey. I was like, fuck, what police brutality video is out where Chris. (laughs) So we're all, we all, everybody in the club kind of goes black for a few days. And, um, uh, you know, uh, we'll be probably raising some money for his family and, and. Things of that nature. Absolutely, but that's, really you should. That's, that's just terrible. kind of part of the uh, lifestyle of you know motorcycle club. And, Of course, Kit and I are getting older. We, you know, we're kind of the elder statesmen. And Not riding of, your motorcycles as much no, anymore. Well, just you know, it, um, it's tougher. But you know, Kit's dealing with a lot of hip issues, mm-hmm. and he walks with a cane right now, and and he's trying to get the surgery taken care of, and and so he's had some he has some real issues uh, with being mobile and so um, and of course I'm, I'm no spring chicken myself yeah. so there's no way physically we could have made a trip to San Angelo on the back of a motorcycle no. All, the majority of the club here you know in the chapters here in Dallas did but well, especially with the heat, you and know. And the heat was just oh dude, we would have died. Hell. So um so yeah, so I rented a luxury car and we drove out in a luxury car.
1: I was I've only been in there was only one time I was interested in a motorcycle. It was like the 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 kind of the Tron movie that came out years ago. Not the original one, but like the sequel. Uh The main character was driving a a Ducati motorcycle. Right. And I was like, man, that looks like a good motorcycle. That looks fun. It was the only one. So I had a friend. Crotch
0: rocket. Crotch crotch rocket. rocket.
1: I had a friend with an actual like Ducati motorcycle. And he was just like, we were in a parking lot. He was like, get on it. Try it out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. and I'm, I've am i been day drinking. This is not a good mixture. Go. That
0: usually involves someone who's never been on the
1: back of a motorcycle wanting to get on the back of a motorcycle. And some whiskey at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You, you, you can do anything. Uh, <laughs> so I get up, and I, I just, you know, three seconds in. I, I don't know how fast I went, but it was just this fast jerk forward that right. threw me off the fucking bike. And the bike falls over. The bike fell over, and I felt bad about that, but my friend was just busting out laughing because he knew that was going to happen. And how am I supposed to prevent well, a motorcycle You're, you're lucky
0: because that situation usually uh, has uh, ends up with the person who doesn't know how to ride mm-hmm. underneath a car. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got lucky. Pretty emptied yeah. out parking lot. Yeah, so well, you're lucky.
1: But and not a scratch on the motorcycle. I was I just felt you know, in the bad.
0: club community, you know what we call those guys that ride crotch rockets up and down the tollway? What's that? Organ donors. I understand that. I
1: understand that. And when you see them pass by you in traffic, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? It scares the
0: shit out of you. You're driving a normal and they're going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and you hear
1: them fucking right next to you. Listen, I ride a motorcycle. It scares the shit out of me. I like the ones who wear trench coats with their motorcycles. I like to think that they're vampires.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's nighttime, they probably are. Yeah, Yeah, they're vampires. More than likely. How little
1: is your dick? Where it's just like, it's uh. nighttime. And you're like, I'm gonna put on a fucking trench coat, some sunglasses. Fuck that. I'm gonna ride my crotch rocket through fucking 75.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Those are guys with no girlfriends, because the girlfriend would be yeah, there, and be like,
0: "What are you? You're 28, right?" <laughs> Either that or they got a girlfriend whose ass is hanging out on the very back of the motorcycle. And it's not... It's always the ass you don't want to see. Usually. You know... Usually. If
1: TikTok had a version of just asses you don't want to see jiggle, yeah, that those asses would be on. I on, think
0: that's in my algorithm. Actually,
1: <laughs> you've talked about what you see. Yes. You don't make videos on TikTok. Uh-oh. You're just
0: kind of there observing the uh, yeah. youth, no, the younger generation. Like, yep, yeah, well, this is the way it is now. There's nothing I, I can do about it. I fucking
1: hate TikTok.
0: I love it. No, I, uh, it's such a time passer. It's the greatest thing I it do when is, I'm taking a shit. But
1: then there's just people, they're just like, I'm lip syncing to a song in a bikini or oh, something. Oh, it gives them
0: a, 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 you know. It's
1: people, but there are people on there with absolutely no creativity or sense of creativity. Well, and then we. And it's just those quick, I've got a big set of tits or I've got abs. 200,000 views because I'm lip-syncing a fucking Well, Bruce I'll tell you what. If my tits
0: get any bigger, I'm going to be famous on oh, TikTok. Oh, no. We're going to use your tits to
1: plug the podcast. Absolutely. I just have yeah. my own... Whatever it takes to get listeners. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get listeners. Absolutely. But, yeah, we're back now, and... Uh, we're gonna have shows up at OHB here soon. We're like waiting for this heat to die down. Yeah man
0: it's just like it it went from a pleasant spring here mm-hmm. in Texas to unfucking bearable. Yeah yeah well it's Texas I mean yeah but like overnight like it literally happened the week I was on vacation mm-hmm. like it rained and then stopped raining and then all of a sudden it was hundred almost 100 degrees.
1: What's funny is I hit the storm that came to Texas first. And I was like, "Wow, this is pretty fucking bad," um, but I didn't think anything of it. Now Ralphie over here, who's dead in the middle of the floor, apparently. Did we you gotta,
0: take Ralphie to Missouri? No,
1: no, no. Ralphie is not, is uh, not, because we not got a him traveler. He we got him from the street, so like he's never been able to be social with other dogs. Right. You've seen how he is with people. Yeah. So putting him in a hotel room that was ironically yeah, impossible, I'm pet sure. friendly. Yeah. But, like, I didn't think of it yet. The storm came uh, uh, to Dallas, and I got a call from my friend who was looking after Ralphie. Ralphie was freaking the fuck out. Apparently, just, like, almost went to the bathroom inside, was just checking the windows. We've never seen Ralphie freak out for a storm before, so I missed I missed it. I missed my dog. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> all that sweet revenge that uh, I because I just think about all the times he just pooped right in front of me without telling me he needed to go out. And I just wanted to see my dog and freaking out. Just wanted to see it, man. Just so, so
0: to. we got the comedy arena coming up uh, the second and third, and then we have uh, we have your show and at uh, improv on the eighth. Oh yeah,
1: Dan Danzi and friends, July yeah. July eighth. Yeah, I guess I'm excited. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. It's now because I'm in work mode, Sure. and I got new shirts to sell, so I don't. I'm not. I don't get excited. Well, you got to got to do what you got to do. I don't. You know,
0: you, you've been in the business for so long, Dan. You're, mm-hmm. you're a little. Uh, you know, it's the same way with me in wrestling. You're a little uh, jaded.
1: Oh, well, it's not it even jaded. Away. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're
0: like, well, it's, it's fucking just this, work.
1: This focused mentality, it's just focused. So the show I did the other night,
0: and you guys of, are making a move. What?
1: You guys oh yeah, and we're moving at the same time. Yeah, yeah. so that's, this all fell really well <laughs> on me. Perfect. Yeah, this fell perfectly. Yeah,
0: so uh, come see us at the Comedy Arena and uh, the Improv on the eighth. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm. I'd say I'm not excited, but it, it is really. A yeah, whole, closer
0: we get to it.
1: Well, no, it's just like a whole, a whole different situation than what it was like six or seven years ago. I remember when I couldn't, like maybe I'd have one date at a club. You right. know, and it was like a "Here's your chance, don't get drunk" type sure, of thing, right. and then night of the show, fucking hammered, <laughs> and just to see that,
0: <laughs> just a, just six,
1: seven uh, years later, to be headlining multiple places around
0: town. Yeah, it would be fun, man. We're really, I'm, I'm excited. You should
1: be excited. I'm now, excited. I don't come, from, I don't come with a jaded point of view. I'm just focused, focused because. I've got other stuff planned, and like this needs to work. And the only way it's gonna work is if I just focus, you know. And then I smoke the weed to get rid of the. <laughs> negative Put your thought. head down.
0: Put your head down and get high.
1: Well, I mean, we—I don't write jokes on weed, but weed settles anxiety sure. and keeps me thinking positively and shit. And I'm out today, so that's why I've been very negative. <laughs> About about some shit. Stands out of weed. that's why I want to see my dog react to thunderstorms <laughs> and live in fear. But yeah.
0: Well, fuck. What's going on in the wrestling business, man? Anything? Not a lot,
1: man. Yeah, it's um been kind of slow.
0: It has been.
1: Uh, AEW uh, is has got a stadium picked out mm-hmm. for an, an event in New York, which is pretty. That's pretty ballsy to rent. I mean, it's not giant stadium. It's like a one of those lesser. Seated
0: what, uh, stadiums. Uh, what? Uh, how? What's it hold? Do you know?
1: It holds a great number. It holds more than they've ever tried to put in a
0: ring. Let me... So an arena normally holds between fifteen and twenty thousand. So that would be like, uh, you know, the older Reunion Arena. I think mm-hmm. held uh, sixteen thousand. But when you, when you talk about, uh, stadiums, uh, you look 15 at, to 20. Okay. So that's an arena, but, uh, you know, normally if you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, I might be wrong an on an actual, uh, stadium you're talking could be, you know, 60, 60, 70, 80, a hundred thousand, you know, uh, here in, in, um, Wally world, you know, where the Cowboys play. Yeah. Here. um, I don't know what it's called now. That was a
1: I I know for a fact it was like AT and T or whatever at WrestleMania 2016, the 2016 it was like 101,000. Yeah, hundred thousand
0: people. people. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it's funny with the WrestleMania. Of course, they count every single person in the building.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, no. So but, I mean, you know, but I was at that WrestleMania, and I can tell you there were a hundred. There were a hundred one thousand people there. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I remember yeah. that site, and just I was like. If it were a cowboy game, I'd be, like, second tier next to the field goal post. Right. So I was able to, like, look around me. Yeah, there was there was a sure ton of 000. people there. It kind of looked like, you remember when they did, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 3 in two different locations, but there's that. Uh, or was uh, that two? Yeah, no, Wrestle, uh, it was,
0: uh, my, uh, WrestleMania 3 was Pontiac Silverdome. Pontiac Silverdome.
1: You remember that, like, aerial shot of Pontiac Silverdome when it's all full? Sure. That epic shot—that's what it looked like in WrestleMania. I can—I can imagine. It just looked just masses amount of people, and shit. Yeah, and we got
0: another one coming next year. Oh yeah, uh, WrestleMania is going to be here in uh, Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: and WWE's Calvary, getting Calvary back, Stadium. getting back to live events. Oh, you missed it, fucking. So Dynamite's had to move to Friday nights because of the NBA playoffs. But this past Friday. The son of Double A Arn Anderson, Brock Anderson, got yes. in the ring. I've never seen a child, a, a next generation wrestler, look almost exactly like, like his dad. their yeah predecessor. Like Brock Anderson looks like Arn, is built like Arn. It's he, a son. Yeah, he's even got the belly. He's <laughs> even got the hairy belly
0: really you know what uh are they planning on uh, how old is he he,
1: he has to be in his 20s they teamed him with cody rhodes to face qt marshall and one of qt Marshall's students because they Kinda,
0: had it is that his debut is that his, it was his
1: debut wow with the son of the american dream so you had the son of the american dream and the son of arn anderson in a tag team match together
0: well, i wouldn't mind seeing that
1: i mean it was a good match, and he's Built like that because I always loved Arn Anderson because he wasn't the most muscular guy. No, but it just he had that look of. He like, this, like a
0: grown This guy could beat kicker. your ass yes, in a bar exactly. fight,
1: and that's what Brock Anderson looks like. Brock Anderson looks like a guy that could kick your ass in a in no, a bar I'll fight. Have to check. He's got him more out. hair, but he is. Oh, has got
0: hair on his head.
1: He's got hair on his head, not much. <laughs> like he's balding. Like his Iron dad.
0: tried to save it with the. Uh, With the transplant, but uh, no, it didn't go well.
1: (laughs) I remember that. What are you doing, Arn?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He tried, Dan. When you're standing next to Ric Flair, some of the best hair in the business, right? And you're uh, you
1: could have just semi decent hair, but if you're fucking standing next to Ric Flair, yeah, it's tough. Especially
0: in the you know. Mid '80s, yeah. When it, you know, he was the fucking just biggest man in the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his hair so and like, his Take some of the, out of the back and put it in the front.
1: Didn't see Brock Anderson do a spine buster, but did see him like mm. reverse uh, a move into a DDT. That DDT was yeah. looked like Arns. It was just so spot I'll on. Oh, to check it out. Perfect That's, execution, man. Well, cool. Uh, we'll AEW is s- doing some good things, and they need to continue to focus on. Yeah, that. if they
0: continue that direction, mm-hmm. then uh, I mean that's only good things can happen. Uh, nothing else has happened with the uh, scuttlebutt about uh, WWF being on the on the sales block. Or nothing, anything.
1: nothing like that. Uh, I mean, nothing really big other than uh, uh, Becky Lynch coming back uh, after giving birth. Um, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio's Hell in a Cell match was moved from Hell in a Cell to SmackDown last night. That was a... Here's the thing. I don't watch it, and I don't watch it because the writing is terrible, and it insults me as a wrestling fan. And... uh, What are they doing? They don't know what they're doing. It's an entertainment company now. It's not a wrestling company anymore. I will say they have the most devout defensive fans I've ever seen, but I don't know how. WWE. You,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know how you can defend it though.
0: Well, I got some reaction from uh, some folks that listen to the podcast about you know the conversation we had about you know give the, give the business back to the boys. Yeah. You know, um, so I think you know a lot of people probably agree with you know my sentiment of uh, you know. I dig, listen, give it back to the boys. Like, let, let the boys be more, quit writing every fucking goddamn thing that they got to do for WWE. Yeah. You know, give them a little bit of, uh, you know, creation on their personalities mm-hmm. and what they're doing and, you know, bring those guys into their angles and get an idea. But if, you, if you can explain the direction, your idea of direction, of course, this is what we did in the old days. If we knew when the blow-off was, well, where we were setting the blow off, because anything could happen in the process. Yeah. You know, I mean, somebody could get hurt, which increases the angle. Mm-hmm. And you got to extend that blow off then. You know, somebody's injured, they got to come back and make their, you know, get revenge for the, you know, injury. And so, you know, anything can happen. But if you involve people in their ideas, obviously, people that are in the wrestling business, are creative people. Yeah. They wouldn't be if they Even weren't... the wrestlers. Well, that's... Yeah. Really, I mean, that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. It's the boys had ideas, and you, put, you incorporate those ideas into the direction you're going for an angle, and, and, you know, it creates truth. Yeah. We always said when we were doing interviews and we were creating controversy, if you put a little bit of the truth in there and it got the other guy a little upset because you were a little too truthful in your interviews. Yeah, Shawn Michaels you, was the king of that. Well, and you knew it. That <laughs> Then you knew it worked. Yeah. You know, if you came back from the back, and the guy that you're talking about goes, ooh, that's a little fucking stiff. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or hey, motherfucker, leave my wife out of this.
1: Like, there's, there's a, a debate going... I mean, it's been going on uh, for a while. If HBK took his angle with Bret Hart too far by saying
0: he's had sunny days... Right, well... That was, I mean, I, that was that's debatable. I mean, Brett still denies it.
1: I mean, but but was it taking was was saying that taking it too far was even if
0: Brett was. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it was. I mean, obviously, once again, that's mm-hmm. that adage. And of course, you know, Shawn Michaels, a Texas guy. And yeah. That's the way we did it in Texas. Here, you know, world class Southwest. Uh, you know, Bosch and in Houston, mm-hmm. the Funks and in and, uh, the Panhandle. I mean, if you created that controversy and put a little truth into it, I mean, listen, we all kayfabe for the boys, but you know, it was a different era back then, and they had they had a lot of heat, and mm-hmm. he was looking for a way to get some heat, and it worked.
1: Yeah, could you imagine if he did that today with the day and age of the internet?
0: You yeah, know? see that's tough and that's that was that's what I think it would have just That's what kept us safe. Well, I think it would have skyrocketed
1: skyrocketed the angle even more if it was done now with the internet and the dirt sheets.
0: Yeah, and, and it probably would have created more problems for more bo- tension for both, well, it probably would have you know created more problems for both individuals. Yeah. You know, as a shoot. Mhm. You know, because business has been a business and Tr- you know, try and keep the majority of your personal life out of it.
1: Anybody but, do some truth? Anybody do that to you? And like, uh, anybody rub some truth? No, man. Because angle? by
0: the time I was, uh, you know, I was usually the one bringing the heat. Yeah. You know, by the time <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was the one doing the shit. <laughs> yeah. By the time I was, I I'd gotten popular in uh, the NWA Southwest and and uh, you know uh, the last part of the Sporatorium. Uh, Hell, I was the one bringing heat. I was the one kind of wanting to stir the shit. Yeah, I I I tried to be so truthful as myself. The character of the cutthroat Chris Germany was really so much me, and I had already I, I was already going through a divorce, and was you know I was you know I was in a fucking tough place in my life, you know. Uh, mentally yeah. and, and and you know psychologically and so if someone
1: was cutting a promo on you
0: and mentioned your divorce and mentioned I'd have, I'd have turned it around and gone, Yeah, you're right and let me tell you something about you.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I would have
0: found something to, to to tweak it because, you know, back then Internet's just fuck. It's in its infancy. Yeah, I mean, baby, it's a only old, nerds. It's America in, Online yeah, at yeah, this exactly, point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you know, dial, dial up. That yeah, <laughs> ring, <you> know, like, <laughs> fucking, that dial up
1: sound, which later they turned into a music genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's techno, right? That's techno. Right. Yeah, yeah, dubstep.
0: So uh yeah, like we didn't have that. Like if. If they were talking about it on the internet, we had to have somebody come to us and tell us they were talking about it because we didn't fucking know. Yeah. We didn't have computers in our houses. We didn't have smartphones. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking, I had. I mean, you couldn't even text on the phones we had back then. Yeah. You made phone calls.
1: Would you say, uh, and if you were talking to, like, an uh, up-and-coming wrestler, just a young wrestler, would you say that the strategy of being a good heel wrestler is to, like, pick up everyone else's bullshit that they got going on in their personal lives and keep your life hidden. That way, when you do a promo and cut some truth, they got nothing on you. Or would you say, keep your life open, because that just builds more material. Well,
0: in the situation, like, if you're if we're trying to build an angle, mm-hmm. and they're doing interviews, well, especially, like, back then, we were still, like, we were still... Uh, creating angles with guys that are out of town like we were creating cre- creating an angle with uh the guys who were the uh nwa world tag team champions who were the brotherhood and they lived in boston and they would do interviews on us mm-hmm. and we would do interviews on them so kid and i might sit down and, w- and watch their program, you know, get tapes of their program and watch the tapes of their program to get information. Yeah. I don't know if they were doing that about us, and so their interviews might be general, but uh, their manager was the Boston Bad Boy, okay, and who, you know, he was, you know, an up up and coming. Uh, um, he was established manager, but at the you know in the late eighties was a really up and coming uh, wrestler, and then kind of got into. Doing things that he shouldn't have, and lost some of his teeth. If you know what I'm saying, like he went to Puerto Rico, <laughs> and like okay, you said it, I did. not oh, Anyway, okay. God rest his soul, Tony Rumble.
1: I mean, that good but at Tony Romo, <laughs> Tony
0: Tony Rumble. Oh, I thought you said look, Tony up, Romo. Look him up. Look him up. Tony be Like what reality did I walk board. in? <laughs> so we used to say shitty stuff about him. Yeah, yeah, you know, to get them riled up. And of course, uh, we were we it, it, we started out as heels. Yeah, and then eventually, kind of became you know tweeners like we were popular. You know, we were in between. We could be heels one night against a bunch of white meat baby faces, and then you know, and then turn it and be against somebody else and be the baby faces. So, now, it,
1: it, is it
0: bad sometimes
1: to be tweener like? When you walk in and and the promoter just wants you to have that heel heat...
0: Oh, we could turn it on the... But Kit and I could turn on a dime. It's what you did in the ring. Yeah. You know, you get Kit on the the microphone and he, you know, tells everybody that they're, you know, a bunch of scumbags Mm -hmm. and says (laughs) something about the town we're in or... um, (laughs) You know, something really simple like that, you can turn it pretty quick.
1: If you say something about the town and they're still cheering for you, something's
0: fucking up. Uh, then you're a... We they, know! <laughs> we know we suck.
1: <laughs> we only have a McDonald's and that's right, it.
0: Right, right. We know our girls are ugly. <laughs> we marry them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we pull their teeth on purpose. <laughs> it's a town tradition. That's <laughs> fucked up.
1: Oh, with apologies to all the small wrestling towns.
0: <laughs> or women with no teeth.
1: Yeah, or women with no teeth. But meth sounds funny. But yeah, you,
0: you could definitely, uh, you know, we could definitely turn it. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, it was that, that controversy, you found that controversy that kind of got people, once again, say something that really pisses them off a mm-hmm. little bit, then it's working you know and which makes their interview a little bit better and that's the like that's what i would say if it was up to me which obviously it's not i mean it's it's all you know depends on the person that's that's what i would that's the recommendation i would make to you know to what the wwe can do to change their product a little bit is let's Give some of it back to the boys. Yeah. Now, if you give it back to the boys, if you give, like, let's say you pick a individual to, I know when the guys get a little uh, more established, they give them a little bit more freedom to say what they want to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you you pick some of these young guys and bring them up and put, point them in a, in a direction. If they fuck it up, then you take it away from them. Yeah. You know, it's this exact same thing we did back in the, you know, I mean, if you get over, you fucking get over. And it's you know it's it should be as much up to the boys as it is to the office, yeah, and that and I think that's where they have their stumbling, they trying to create something uh, out of you know uh, they have something to work with, and then they try and make it something completely different. Here's a great example, um, Lance Hoyt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They brought him in as Lanch Archer in mm-hmm. WWF, right? Well, he he had that look that kind of like he his had hair. now. They he had long hair. He looked mm-hmm. like a monster, like Brody. You know, he's fucking six seven and fucking. They and, fuck and, and they fuck walk and him cut in. Cut they look hair. at him, and Vince goes, "Cut his hair." He comes, cuts his hair. Michael Hayes comes back and goes, "What the fuck did you do well, to my there was guy? The money. You yep. fucked it up. There goes the money." Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like why create why why build something that hey misty hey what's going on misty
1: and she brought me food um you 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 mentioned jesus Ralphie. you mentioned uh uh injuries add to a wrestling angle was there ever it, it could it could is there ever was there because i i thought of something funny in my head like a promoter he's like all right the last match between these two have had this going for a year can't wait to end it and then the match comes. One of the motherfuckers gets injured, and then he's just like, ah, "I got to fucking continue this for three sure, more months." Yeah, Does that right. happen? Where it's just like, "I want this to end," but old fucking.
0: Well, it de- <laughs> it depends on how bad that injury is. Yeah. You know, and can you make an angle out of that injury? Because if let's say uh, let's say the injury leans towards the one that you want to go uh, to go over in that angle. Then you definitely have to make some changes,
1: but if it's something serious like a like a torn broken leg, meniscus, yeah, right. ACL that keeps them out, well, for- it
0: can be like you could turn it into. That's the reason the individual lost the title mm. or lost the match, and you know, uh, you know, it might be the t- might be time to maybe that heel to take that heel and turn them babyface, and maybe they see the error of their ways, or if you planned on. Already blowing them off, and they've already got a gig in another territory. Yeah, then it's an easy out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know you can use that injury as uh, you know uh, uh, ammunition for mm-hmm. the reason of the outcome of the match. You know, and you bring them back three months later, and you know it makes them a bigger star. You know, um, that's what I like about wrestling. It takes the uh,
1: when something unexpected. Happens, they turn it into the expected.
0: And you could, you know, you always have the type of plans that, you know, when you sent somebody away to go work in another territory, it was usually in the idea that they were going to come back at a later date. And when they came back, it would make them a bigger star because they've been
1: all around the country. They've been on
0: the top at another territory now mm-hmm. for another three months or six months. And when they come back, then. You know, it's the old adage of uh, what's what's it, the thing Cornette says? Uh, they can't miss you if you don't go away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's the truth. Like, you can't – like, the fans can't wonder where you're at if you're there all the time. Yeah. And I think it's probably one of the disadvantages I had in the business because, man, I was a Texas wrestler. Like, I wanted to be a Texas wrestler. When I got in the wrestling business, I, you know, I grew up in world class, you know, uh UWF, you know, Houston wrestling, you know, Paul Bosch and so Well also I, Texas wrestling has a great
1: pedigree. Of course and, you want to be a Texas you know. Yeah,
0: you know, that's what I wanted to do. And like Texas was my home. Like, yeah, I wanted to go and work for the larger organizations, but my goal was always to be a Texas wrestler, mm-hmm. live in my home state and do what I wanted to do for a living. And so it was in the advantages like the disadvantage was that everybody saw me all the time. Yeah. Like, they knew I was a Texas mainstay wrestler. And so, you kind of had to go take some time off and go work somewhere else for them to miss you. Mm-hmm. You know, want to see you when you came back. Oh, Chris is back, you know. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, you do the same thing in comedy. Yeah. You know, you do a comedy club. You do a club. Uh, and you and I'm probably going to be like this after Comedy Arena. As soon as I'm, I'm done with Comedy Arena, I want them to book me again. Sure. But... You know, with comedy clubs, you got to wait a couple months. They can't just bring you in the next week. No, you know, so you mean, ca- usually the uh, usually it's like a year. Yeah, right? usually. usually, but you can get them to book you fast or quicker. Six
0: months or yeah.
1: If you just keep doing more shows and you keep adding content to your materials, you All keep right. adding stuff.
0: Well, and and, and com- comics get more respect when they're they've been in an area. And then, like, they go to New York City or Los Angeles mm-hmm. for a year. And then they come back, well, they're a bigger deal. Well, now that's all changed. Like, the
1: COVID really changed the outlook of places to go with comedy. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not New York and L.A. anymore. You right. don't, with COVID had all these, and this isn't just the Joe
0: Rogan crew,
1: but it had a lot of comics out of California and New York moving to states that don't give a shit if there's a pandemic. Yeah,
0: like uh, you know, I know a lot of Nobody went to Florida. No. But <laughs> that's not true.
1: No, you gotta do stand up in front of fucking alligators. I'm not fucking I'm not fucking <laughs> that's with that. Not true.
0: Come on, man. You no. got
1: Miami and all full of alligators i don't know if you know this but just i lived in
0: florida for two years
1: it's surrounded by water yeah so so i lived in
0: naples florida which is the farthest south on the west coast that you can go with actually out actually living in the everglades and there was an alligator as the mayor and we would come home sometimes we would come home and there would be an alligator (laughs) in the road and the traffic would be stopped porch yes watching on the porch but
1: yeah, how many I did a co-
0: have a couple 8 foot black snakes at the uh, you know at the in the front entrance or of the condo when you I mean it, you know it's crazy. The
1: safest spot in Florida to avoid all reptiles is Disney World.
0: The 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 road between Naples and Miami, you know mm-hmm. what it's called? No, I don't know. Alligator Alley. The prob- okay. Because it goes found their direct, headquarters directly right through the Everglades. Yeah. No, and I'm you-
1: not doing comedy in Florida. <laughs>
0: But, you know, a lot of people. You're like, who's to,
1: heckling, man? You live over and it's a fucking People crocodile. moved to the Carolinas.
0: A lot of people <laughs> moved to Tennessee, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of, you know, went to their own parts of the United States. They thought wrestling. Would
1: be good for them. Wrestling went to Florida and Texas. I mean, right. AEW's first stops are Austin. And uh, in Dallas, and now there's special TV events. I don't know if you well, know Well, and
0: Florida's, uh, you know, always been a big hub for Florida,
1: wrestling. Florida. Remember when the pandemic started and every state had to list essential businesses so the government could reopen them? Florida had wrestling at number two. Are you shitting me? No, that's why WWE was able to do the Performance Center and AEW was able to do their thing cuz Florida made wrestling an essential
0: need. Well, you know, when it's essential, it's essential. Look, I
1: love pro wrestling, but there was there was other essential stuff that should have come first,
0: like schools.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just blowing shit out of my ass here. Well, you know,
0: we learned during the pandemic that uh, you know uh, snow days are bullshit. Now snow days are total bullshit.
1: That was oh, and we that was another thing too during that pandemic. Dallas got that snowstorm. It was the pandemic year was just fucking weird. Been crazy. It was weird. It started out like oh, we gotta all stay inside. And then it was just like, ah, oh, fuck, people protesting in the streets. Oh, fuck, now we have an election. Yeah. Oh, fuck, now
0: a snowstorm. Well, it was, <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely, it. you know, 2020 was a crazy year. But, you know, I think that, I mean, this is going to go down in history is uh, not only change changes that are happening in the entertainment industry, yeah. you know, and wrestling being part of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean... You know, it's something it's L- not just LA and has changed. I mean LA just just opened up. Yeah. They just, you know, started opening everything up, gyms and shit like that. Yeah,
1: but the the production companies are coming down to Texas and filming stuff. Well,
0: and of course New Mexico is huge for productions. I don't know if you know this, but mm-hmm. right outside of Albuquerque, Netflix has opened a huge complex that they're actually filming, you know, Netflix specific Movies Mm -hmm. and things of that nature, and taking that production, I think they really used 2020 and used the time wisely. Well, I mean, to build shit. I mean, you know, that's some of the movies that I see on Netflix are better than some of the shit I see in the you know you can see. Oh, absolutely! But consider
1: 2020 a fire drill of the entertainment industry. The entertainment industry was able to see, and this is comedy, wrestling, movies, what have you, music they were able to see what would happen if the worst thing happened right now was the pandemic the worst thing in the world no people can debate that
0: yeah we got you know we got lucky we thought it was going to be a lot worse but you know there I was i mean a million people still fucking die like over a million people <laughs> <laughs> i'm not well, I'm not saying they deserved it, but
1: no, no, it had had traffic cleared up. I would have been all for
0: it. Dude, but that was the greatest thing that happened during the pandemic.
1: There's no traffic, exactly, but at the same time, they, those industries got like a fire drill warning of what it would be like. So now they're they're comedy down here, wrestling down here, all the, all in the states. Okay, these states will be open if shit hits the fan. Um, one of Misty's friends just got done working with. Uh, she she does crew on movie sets. She just got done filming a movie with uh, Luke Wilson and Martin Sheen here in Texas, wow. you know. And that's just where the industry's headed. I'm not saying it's all going to be in Austin, Texas or whatever, but over time we're going to see the Well, we're definitely absence. we're
0: definitely closer to how the industry, you know, the expansion of the of the entertainment industry. Yeah. Not everything's you know, people realize and of course, you know, um, you know, we saw a lot of influx of comics coming into Texas and 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 other areas of the United States, like Tennessee and the mm-hmm. Carolinas, and you know and uh, you know areas in the South and uh, Atlanta and. Joplin, uh, Missouri had a comedy scene.
1: Really, I looked it up. Yeah, there was a there was an open mic that Sunday in a pizza joint. And I was just. We you didn't were, stick around for it. No, now? no. <laughs>
0: You're like. I saw that they. Well, want to come to Joplin, Missouri, and stab myself in the neck.
1: I saw that they were booking a friend for a comedy night. I'm gonna keep that friend's name uh, quiet, quiet, because I got on the phone with them and I was like, "Hey, who books it?" And he was. Uh, they were like. <laughs> they were like.
0: He honestly, was like, oh,
1: they were like... Honestly, dude, I'm probably not going to do it because they're paying me X. And I'm like, wow, that's a low amount. Oh, yeah, and they want me to bring people. They're not promoting oh, yeah, it at so, all. And I yeah. was just like, ah, this is a piece of shit show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> take the advice from me. Get the email list. Get For all the, the folks who the... Uh, that are running shows and bars and breweries and all that kind of stuff. Work with the owners. They have an email list. Use and it, goddammit.
1: I was doing a show literally last night, and I'm not taking anything away from the booker or anything or who booked me or anything like that. It's a great it was a great venue. It just would have been better if there were people. And you're absolutely right. No, I'm serious. Why no, are you
0: getting so picky about it? There, I'm not
1: you? here's the thing, and, and this isn't from people doing it wrong i mean it is people doing it wrong but it's because they don't know any better it's not because they're crooked people or anything like that it is all it's like when you're doing comedy the first time it's like going up on stage in the material and you're not familiar with doing that you do you have rookie mistakes and it's the same thing with promoting don't rely on comics to bring people Comics are lazy, bitter, jaded people. Do Get you a... think my friends like hanging out no, with me, Chris?
0: No, no I can <laughs> barely stand it, man.
1: So, but like a group of strangers being told by their favorite venue, hey, we got this comedy night. It's going to be really funny. We'll drive more people out than, hey, everybody, you know my political opinions that you get pissed off at on social media every fucking day? Come see the live version of that. So You'll be like, no, I've known Dan since high school. Fuck him. I don't him. know if anybody's <laughs> going to hear
0: this, but you know, it, it is better It is better an email coming from the venue that mm-hmm. people come to on a regular basis, promoting a event, whether it's, wrestling or comedy Comedy, or a band or whatever it's it's better having that email come from the venue you can write the email Mm -hmm. you can uh you know look over the email that they write make sure it's worded correctly make sure everybody's name is correct and guess what you can put so
1: much in an email that you can't on a facebook post right And with Facebook, you have that algorithm, and the only way to beat that algorithm, and this is not really expensive at all, if you do a promoted post, uh, $10 a day for three days, do it the week of the show. But Facebook does a good job when you pay money on putting it in front of people's eyes in your area. they got a customizable demographic. You can choose, okay, people that live in this area code, put the area code of the venue, all that good stuff. It's really... And it, unless you have someone to tell you this, you're, you're not going to know. You're just going right. to go with the regular Facebook post. You're going to tell comics to bring people if they can. And it is just one of the biggest rookie mistakes. And I see a lot of good potential rooms just die. And then we got to wait a couple of years before we can return to the right, owner because nobody wants
0: to go see that shit
1: again. That was a big problem in Houston back in the day. After the laugh stop and the laugh spot closed... You would have uh, rookie comics or just open micers start these rooms and then charge the owner a crazy price for comics and then not deliver the crowd. Well, then a lot of those venues were like, oh, now we're not going to do comedy. And it would just set it up to fail for the next guy who asked that. It
0: sounds like the way that wrestling, like the wrestling business would kill a town Mm because it's the exact same thing. Like if they promote a show and they show up and they're expecting huge names to be on the show mm-hmm. and they, and there's no shows. And then all you have is guys that have been in the wrestling business three or four years that aren't a draw. Yeah. What's well, going to kill the town? Cause they're going to go, Oh, well, you know, they promoted this person, and this person, and they weren't there.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, it can kill a town. And everything
1: we just said is like when,
0: when I agree
1: to do a show at a venue, I trust the booker more if I see that there's an email list, if I see that there's paid Facebook promotion, because now I have, if you fuck me over on money, I have references on like, no, this was a promoted thing, and this person never paid me. And right. that keeps a person from fucking me over less when there's more promotion.
0: Yeah, and if you are running a, a, uh, a comedy show, um, here's a little bit of a, a clue Comics are funnier in front of people they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I and you know, we all get into this business and have to have people at our shows, but it gets to the point when you're three years in that all, all the hundred friends that you have in your entire life, they're like, well, goddamn, it's like fucking every week you're doing a show, mm-hmm. but I got to come every week. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, they get. Like It gets to the point where you're like, hey, I need to be doing comedy in front of strangers.
1: And, and you brought up bringer shows. Bringer shows are for promoters that either don't know or they're too lazy to promote. And the only reason bringer shows work in New York City or in L.A. is because you have such a market of people trying to do comedy and everything. And with New York, if it's not going to be comedy that fills up that place on a Thursday or Friday night, it's going to be something else because it's in New York city.
0: And and there's people on top of people. There's a shit ton. Absolutely. Of, like, it's not spread out like a place like Dallas where, you know, if I live in Denton, mm-hmm. like I'm not necessarily going to come to a Fort Worth venue to see, my buddy who lives next door to right. me in the apartment. When I can,
1: when it, when I can go to j js Pizza Basement, right. which I know that sounds funny, but is actually a good room, and I'm doing that July 5th, because I, I felt like, man, I'm really leaving Denton out. I haven't performed at Denton sure. since the before the pandemic, so I found a hook up there. I was like, yeah, add me to this show. Um, but with with Denton, Denton is its own little world, and you got to recognize that, too. When some places... That might not be a far drive from where you're performing. There are different worlds out there. Yeah. Denton is like this liberal bubble. Uh, in the North Texas. In North Texas. Gun-toting, I mean, it really, depends on what, dragon. it really depends on what venue you go to. You know, my people. You, your people. Your people, I perform at in Denton at the Dive and RT Sports Bar. But when I want to perform at liberal college, kids, J&J's Pizza Basement, anything on the square... Bada bing! I'll have a liberal, but you gotta recognize the parts of those towns. You gotta recognize who you're performing from. So if I'm gonna do the dive, I'm not gonna bring up police brutality. (laughs) (laughs) I performed at the dive, and I might have told the story on the podcast. But I performed at the dive, and I was doing my drug material, (laughs) and they weren't laughing. I'm like, why the fuck are they? I'm delivering this the way I always do it, and I just as they
0: were all on drugs. No.
1: I said, what are y'all, cops? There's this dead, awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) What are y'all, cops? What the fuck is this? this? After I get off on stage, the promoter goes, "It's pretty funny because, yeah, they're all cops. Hey, everybody, Dan here from the Counting Lights Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Part two of this episode will be available Friday. Follow us on Twitter, Counting underscore Lights. Send us an email at CountingLightsPodcast at gmail.com. And find us on the new Facebook page, facebook.com slash counting lights podcast. Give us a like and follow. Thank you guys so much for listening. Part two on Friday. This is the Counting Lights Podcast. We're wrestling and comedy.
0: Lock up.